630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Talking about, well, Valentine's Day. You know, we just got over, it seems like we just go, got over Christmas. Um, and so now we're talking about Valentine's Day, but not necessarily the chocolates and, you know, all the, 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 the expensive cards. Can you imagine, can you believe how expensive cards are right now? I like wouldn't know. I haven't bought any. Seven bucks a card? Or just paper. Maybe that's an indicator of how my Valentine's is going to go. <laughs> I don't know. Cards? Uh, I, I, I don't know. You know what? Uh, the... the whether you care about Valentine's Day, and I think I think there's a lot of couples who don't like the commerciality or the fact mm-hmm. that being, you do whatever, but it does help to bring up sometimes. It, it's an opportunity for conversation, mm-hmm. and so that's what we're going to focus in on today. On how does it make you feel with uh, Gans Ferrans, Doctor Gans Ferrans, registered psychologist, joining us for his regular visit with us. How you doing, Gans? Good. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. What do you do on right Valentine's on. Day? Yeah, how's your love life, buddy? <laughs> well, you know, we're one of these uh, couples that don't really pay out time of attention to it we try to make it good all the year round um we're, we're one of those folks that uh like you were saying daryl not not a big fan of all the commercialism and stuff but but it is an off, awesome time to just kind of reflect and look and say hey well you know how are we doing and what can we do to make it even better and it's fascinating because you have you have four so-called relationship killers that you can identify mm-hmm. and, and really that they, they can now these things kind of popped out Abby and I went well that's, that's not really what I was thinking of first <laughs> off what's important in your relationship taking time for yourself <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing is you know what's good with my relationship getting away from it that's, well you know here's the thing right we can only be as good in whatever areas we care about our relationships our jobs parenting whatever it is as we are good in ourselves um, it's one of these weird things, right? The, the Hollywood version of love is you complete me or you're the perfect partner for me because I have you, everything's perfect. Um, but that's not really the case. The, the, the truth is we all have the right and the responsibility of making sure that we're looked after and we're taken care of. We have to figure out what our needs are and we have to figure out how to uh, get those needs filled in a healthy way. Now, that doesn't mean... I'm, I'm going to abandon my family and go off on Valentine's Day and go on a golf trip, right? You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm I saying, dare you. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't go over well. Um, what, what I am saying, though, is that, you know, recognizing that each of us has uh, needs that need to, um, that, that are reasonable and need to be taken care of. And when we do that, when we do things like get enough sleep or, um, you know, eat right and exercise, take time for ourselves, uh, talk to somebody about how we feel all these things actually make us better at our job of the relationship we, we, we become better partners we become easier to talk to we don't carry around baggage we don't like uh make other assumptions that cause problems in the relationship so your relationship actually gets deeper and there's more of you to be in relationship with when you're in good working order yourself instead of sacrificing for somebody else all the time. It's like on the plane, you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help anybody else. Absolutely right. That's the exact, exact concept. All right. Um, Your second relationship killer is making nice? (laughs) Yeah. So these things, like I said, they're not always obvious, but making nice is one of those things where, you know... Most of us, and I, I remember I did this for a long time in my relationships, and not just romantic relationships, I think just general relationships. I didn't want to be the troublemaker. I didn't want to cause trouble. I didn't want to be, you know, somebody who's always mm-hmm. complaining or anything like that. 
So I would suck it up. I would, oh, that didn't, oh, I didn't like that. But oh, no, I don't want to make, make an make a issue out of it. Oh, no, I'll just let that go. Oh, no, I'll just let that go. And usually it's the peacemakers, right? It's the people who want things to go well, that they take the time, they build up, they store it, they build it up, they build it up. And then at one point they can't take it anymore. And then they flip out and they look crazy. You know what I mean? And, and so making nice is one of those things that, that really doesn't work. Now, you don't have to make an issue out of everything. If there is something that you can legitimately let go, you let go. But if there's something that sticks around and, and either reoccurs or you can't really shake it out of your head, that deserves a conversation. So, you know, hey, listen, the other day when, you, uh, when we were at the park, I don't know if you remember this or not, but here's how it felt to me when you said what you said. Can we talk about it, please? Right. Uh, but the earlier you do this, the less emotional pain and pressure is built up behind it. So it's much easier to have a cleaner conversation and so the less likely they're going to flip out and, and kind of look nuts or be hard to understand and just kind of dig the hole deeper for yourself. Well, and like you said, there is, there is some sort of moderation in this. It can't be on every single issue. Right. Otherwise, it becomes confrontational. Absolutely. I mean, listen, like this goes back to the first, first tip that I was talking about. When you're looking after yourself, you're taking care of yourself, you actually have more buffer right? You have more buffer to be able to roll with the punches, to be able to just kind of like, okay, you know what? Uh, I guess Gans is having a bad day today. You know what I mean? Like I can just let it go. It's not that deep, but when things are, you know, they, they stick around, they linger, they, you know, you dream about them, they keep you up at night or whatever. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to just keep sucking that up. You need to actually talk about it and, and let things go. Now you can fight fair too. If there needs to be a fight, you fight fair. You don't call names. You don't like belittle people. You, you don't hold a grudge, but it is important that you talk things through so that you can then have a healthy, objective, realistic relationship with the person you care about. All right. Another relationship killer taking each other for granted. What does that look like? <laughs> uh, this one's really, really common, unfortunately. Um, you know, when we get in a relationship, the early relationships are awesome, right? They, they call it the honeymoon phase sometimes where you're just happy to see the other person. You're, you're waiting to talk to them. You, you say hello when you see them, you give them a kiss and a hug. Uh, but then you might be together for five years, you're two kids deep or whatever. And, you know, the dog's hungry. And so somebody comes home and the first thing you say to them is, you know, where's the dog food? Or did you remember the tomatoes? Right. Uh, so the, the little things, the little niceties, like, hi, how you doing? Good morning. Good night. You know, give them a kiss, smiling when you see them. Um, just the, the little, uh, I'd call them, uh, uh, kindnesses that you give to a stranger. You know what I mean? Just politeness. These things really go a long, long way because they're cumulative. They add up. When we don't do them, what it does is it, it gives your partner or the people around you the feeling that, oh, well, I'm just here to, I guess, you know, whatever, provide the paycheck or to cook or to take care of the kids or, you know, they only talk to me when they're bored or whatever, right? And so, you know, making time to treat, to kind of stay in that honeymoon phase as long as possible or as often as possible, it really does enhance the relationship and, and deepen deepen your connection with the people you care about. Uh, and then, then there's the old fixing the problem. I guess if you rush to try and fix a problem that shows up, uh, I, I'm a fixer. So, you know, if my wife comes to me and says, yeah, I've got, I've got this problem, sometimes she doesn't want me to fix it. She just wants me to listen about it. <laughs> but yeah, I want to yeah. fix it right now so it's done and out of the way. Oh, I, hey, listen, I was like almost almost 10 years in before I figured that one out um, to the marriage, right? Uh, yeah, it is because we 
especially us guys, we love to fix. That's, that's kind of how our brain is wired. But a lot of times people need to really be heard, understood and validated before that next step of fixing. And a lot of times the fix is being heard and validated, right? So taking the time to hear somebody all the way through and what I teach my clients is like a, something I call drive-through talking where when, you, when somebody says something, you actively listen and you reflect it back to let them know that you hear them. A lot of times what we do is um, we hear something and then we're off to the solution or we're off to how it's just like what we experienced or we're off to how that's not correct, right? And, and when we actually take the time to listen to the individual and say, oh, so what you're saying is this? Is this what you're trying to say? Yes? Okay, great. I understand you. The other person really feels that you know they're, it, it gives them a boost because you've taken the time, but you've actually heard them and, and uh, summarized their, their thoughts and their, their communication. So it really feels like they're understood and heard. And a lot of times that reduces all the stress. It helps everybody be calm. And if there is a solution, it's much easier to get to at that point. You'd think that you'd want stuff fixed, though. So can you give me a, a, an example of something that you just, you know, don't rush to fix it? Because I'd be like, if I'm coming to you with something, you better fix it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's have a game plan on how to make this better. Okay. So one of the things that happened, uh, that I've seen happen lots of times, even in my own relationship, uh, my wife or a family friend or a child will come to me and say, hey, listen, this is going on. I had a rough day at work and uh, this, you know, these guys are always on my back and I can't take it. It's really frustrating. So typically what I would have done in the past is, yeah, well, okay, well, tell me about this. Did you, you know, what did you say? What had happened? What did, what, 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 uh, what did they say? What did they do? Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe they did that. Or, you know, are you sure you said this in the right way? When, you know, what I've, the feedback I've gotten back is, you know, you're always taking the other person's side and, and trying to fix the problem when I really need you to listen. So when I stop and I say, okay, that must have really been a frustrating mm-hmm. thing for you. How did that feel when they said that? Oh man, how are you feeling now? You know, what, what, you know, is there anything that I can do to help, right? You ask permission to do the next step, but the idea is not to not fix, but it's to actually take the time to listen, to hear the person out, to validate first, and then figure out what the fix might be. Uh, the, the, the saying I try to remember is you want to connect before you correct. You want to connect before you correct. So that way you know that that connection is there and then you can, you know, if there's a solution or you want to do the solution, you can find that together or they can ask you directly for help. That makes total sense now. Go. Total sense. Yeah. I get that now. That's why, that's why we bring him on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Gansferens, thanks so much for your time. As always, appreciate it. Happy Valentine's to you in a couple of weeks. And you guys too. Have a great week. All right. Take care. Uh, Dr. Gansferens, registered psychologist, joining us for uh, his regular visit. Makes sense too that if, if and and on another thing, so if 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 someone were to come up and say we, we need, you need to fix this, well no we need to fix this. We need to explore what the issues are and then just make sure we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. It can't be dictatorial either, right? So it's got to be that's the connecting too. You're right. Oh, these were these are all sort of things that you know, but don't do. But don't do. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it's nice to have a reminder just ahead of. Well, Valentine's Day. You know, you talk about people not celebrating it because it's commercial. Try to get a restaurant reservation on February 14th or flowers. People do celebrate it and people do need these reminders as well.